Hello and welcome to Gerd Leonhardt's podcast speeches. Greetings everybody, my haba and bonjour à tous, buenas. This is Gerd Leonhardt, futurist from Zurich, Switzerland. Uh, I am delighted to give a keynote today to FCM and Kagidash in beautiful Istanbul. It would be my pleasure also to appear in person, but maybe we can make that work next time. Istanbul is such a nice place. So I'm going to talk to you about the next 10 years, opportunities and challenges, and God knows there are many challenges awaiting for us, but also really amazing opportunities. Let's start with a simple uh, uh, issue about how we look at the future. Let's uh, stop asking what will the future bring as if somebody else made it. We make the future. It's not made in California and Silicon Valley or in Beijing or any other place. We decide the future every day by action, by inaction. And this is the key question. What do we want our future to be? This is the question that I ask myself every day. What kind of future do I want my kids to have and my grandkids? And we are now becoming ancestors of a world that is severely threatened with climate change and, of course, with too much technology and all the things I'll talk about shortly. We need to ask this question. And that is really the only question that matters, not what the future can be. It can be anything. You know, we can upload our brain to the Internet, maybe solve cancer in 20, 30 years, go to other planets. What do we want? That is the key question. And on that, of course, as we decide the future, we decide on ethical things and things of value. Many of these things aren't black or white answer. You know, as uh, Sir Francis Bacon said, if we, predict the f if we try to predict the future with certainty, we end up with doubt. Let's use doubt, and maybe then we can end up with some uncertainty. It's a good uh, recipe for how we need to look at the future. First, on this point, cr a crucial point is we are at a fork in a road moment. The next 10 years will bring more change than the previous 100 years. We can fix things, we can get better, we can build back better, greener, and all of that. Or we can fail and we'll get much worse. And this is really up to us at this moment because there's new paradigms and new narratives emerging. It's a decade of dramatic change and the paradigms are post-COVID, caring about each other, solving things together, collaborating, uh, trusting science, having international representation and helping each other to get to a collectively good future. Many of those conversations are raging and right now businesses are being turned upside down. It's a great time to be an entrepreneur and to invent things. Supply chain is being reinvented, tourism is being reinvented, airlines are being reinvented, banking, insurance, everything. And not just because of COVID, but COVID was a giant accelerator of that change. And as we're looking all around us in this change process, women are everywhere. They're front and center of this change. Yet at the same time, female leadership is still lagging behind by not being empowered in corporations. And there's a wake-up call for inequalities that's been happening. And all the issues of the past have popped out really big. That's going to end, I think, along with climate change the equal representation of women is going to get a, a dramatic boost in the future as we're stepping into this exponential society. Think about this for a second. Uh, if you think linear, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you go across a room 30 times out to the street. Okay, that's good. But if you go exponentially, 30 times exponentially, that is 26 times around the world. And now we're at four. We're leaping. We're in the leap age. I mean, think about this, the next 10 years, 4, 8, 16, we'll be at 256 in 10 years. That's like 100x right now, depending on how you count. Right? But it's so vastly different, we'll hardly recognize our world. And technology all around us will make it possible uh, to solve very large-scale issues 
uh, communications and of course uh, business matters, but also to make everything sustainable, which of course is also a very much a policy and political question, not just a tech question. But that's all going to come together and create a future where you can safely say science fiction is becoming science fact. Uh, the things that are all of a sudden possible that are meaningful all around us, like uh, robotics and the things that machines can do and, and, and connected technology and so on, yeah, that's all becoming very real. And you know, just think about 10 years ago, we didn't really have music in the cloud where you just push a button. And now today, Spotify, Deezer, Apple, we just push a button and here the music comes. Right? And I think what's exponentially going to change as well is what women will be doing in the future. And the power of women will expand exponentially, and we already have great proof for this today, as we're moving into the future that's going to be much more about equality and diversity. And that is moving at, 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 the, at the centerpiece of many companies now, along with a debate about a more equal and just and equitable world for everybody. As we can see here, evidence of uh, countries won by women, right? basically starting with Jacinda Ardern and Merkel, of course, in, in Germany um, and others, we're now moving to a world where women are going to take much larger roles. We're going to see a lot more women leadership, female leadership. We're going to see a lot more entrepreneurs. We're going to see a lot more money being poured into the direction of diversity. And clearly, uh, countries run by women in the COVID crisis have fared better. Right? You may ask a question of why that is. I think I have a hunch. Uh, we're moving into a world where this kind of normal concept of what used to be normal, normal wasn't good enough. Let's get rid of it. You know, we're moving into a world where normal, yes, we're going to go back to restaurants and flying and, and vacation maybe, yes, hopefully, and, and actual speaker engagements. But we're not going back to normal in terms of our thinking. We're expecting different things now. We want to be ahead of the issues, not too late like we did with COVID. We want to be prepared. We want to collaborate. And basically, it's safe to say that business as usual, as we've known it, for a long time is dead or dying. Whether you're in banking or insurance or customer service or uh, technology or software, tourism, right? wow, such a huge topic, especially for Turkey. We have to think unusual. And, and this is how we're going to find the key to the future. And now we can ask the questions. And now the tide is coming in on all the things that weren't working for a long time, like women's political empowerment has been so little, just the percentage of people and women in government has just not been good. And, and the disparity between salaries has been a disaster for a long time, especially here in Switzerland, for example, as I've come to know recently. That's going to be fixed. We're moving into a sort of a COVID rebound on so many things where the reset button is being pushed. This is a great opportunity as America and the whole switch of Biden with Biden has shown. It's a tough job. But it's happening everywhere. It's happening in Czechoslovakia. It's happening uh, in America, of course. It's happening in New Zealand. Right? And it's basically, if we're looking at what's happening also in Germany, of course, right? It's this whole shift towards a new rebound based on three things. Digitization and technology. That's everywhere. That's a default, of course. Decarbonization. We're going to switch our entire economies to, uh, to get rid of oil and gas and coal, of course, first and foremost coal. A 10-year process, probably a 20-year process of a value shift of several hundred trillion. And the World Economic Forum says creating 350 million new jobs in the process. That's all going to go down this week in Glasgow, of course. And let's watch and see what happens there. Lastly, this can only work, both decarbonization and digitization, if there's a reformation about values. 
about why are we trying to do things and what the economic logic is. Can it just be about profit and growth? Well, it can't. We'll never solve the problem of climate change or of too much technology, of genetic engineering, of non-collaboration. We'll never solve that problem if we don't work on the different economic logic, people, planet, purpose and prosperity. That's where we're going. Right? The past has been the sort of ego systems. You know, large companies, large states do whatever they please. And to that, of course, the famous biologist and philosopher E.O. Wilson says, the real problem is the following. We have Paleolithic Stone Age emotions, medieval institutions and godlike technology. And it all is really dangerous. And this is what has happened in the past based on the ecosystems. Yeah? Uh, un total unequal distribution of power in government. That needs to end and it's, I think it's already, as I showed you earlier, moving in that direction. And the stuff that we've considered normal, right, and like this, the climate change that we have seen and that is, uh, that is uh, announced to be happening in just a few years. Huge amount of climate refugees from the sort of uh, uh, mid-earth uh, territories and the ones that are already too hot moving all up into Europe and into Turkey, of course. Think about that for a second. I mean, the reality is that the ecosystems haven't worked and they were largely dominated by men. Now we're going to move to a world of ecosystems, right, of collaboration. We can see that unfolding in business, in government, in Glasgow, I hope. Right? This is the future of ecosystems, to work together, to collaborate, to get away from this old concept of domination. Again, usually a male concept for a long time. In many countries like Brazil, been a total disaster, or in India in the same ways. Now we're moving to an ecosystem where it's more like, you know, humans are kind of in the middle, not too much in the middle, I hope, but we're building powerful ecosystems for the future. We have to realize, when we talk about ecosystems, that COVID-19 was or is a test run for climate change. It's basically showing us what we have to do if we're serious about climate change. But 100x, the things that we didn't want to do, the things that we must do, is coming towards us in three waves. These are waves of opportunity, maybe not so much COVID, that's been a tough one, of course. But climate change is one large opportunity to completely reboot our logic a new economic logic, a new kind of social capitalism or post-capitalism based on more than just money. An amazing opportunity for a reset moment right now to go from this idea of extraction, pulling out resources, whether it's natural resources, oil and gas, uh, and of course people resources, which is data and people skills. And now we're moving to the creative economy. This is our ticket to the future, to solve problems, to collaborate, to build creative values, the world of ideas, of experiences, beyond the world of industrial society and even the information society, moving to the world of creation. And that is definitely the entrepreneurship of the future. That's the ticket. One of those tickets is to not just get stuck on technology, because I really believe that green is the new digital. And big blue technology can bring, uh, bring big green together. And this is happening right in front of our eyes. I mean, this is a huge opportunity as we're going to pour hundreds of billions of dollars, I mean, trillions of dollars in the end. Some people would estimate roughly $120 trillion for that shift. I think it's what McKinsey said the other day. Green is the new digital and holistic is becoming the new profitable. Thinking of a larger story, right? B Corps. Patagonia, Unilever, right? People, Planet, Purpose, the long-term stock exchange in San Francisco. 
we're going to think differently of the future and design it differently and governments are going to follow along because this is what people are asking for. And I can see that ask happening everywhere. People feel more positive about the future when they think about a paradigm change like this. And we can see that reflected in what's happening, for example, in the Pandora Papers and the Business Roundtable discussions and the COVID vaccines waiver discussions and all of that stuff that's happening all around us. The change is in the air. It's going to get very real and we're going to need some new skills here. Right? We're going to need to focus on what makes us human, away from the territory of machines, right? which is intellectual knowledge and logic. That's essentially machine turf now as machines are getting smart through deep learning and AI. Moving to the people-only turf, the EQ, the soft skills, the purpose, the telos, the wisdom, right? the consciousness. And for a long time, of course, there have been many studies showing that women have better IQ by nature, parenthesis, you know, we can discuss that, but I'm trying to learn that as well. This is the great shift that's happening towards us uh, and the future of our work is going to be to be more human. Our ultimate job is to be human. And that also means that the focus on STEM is a good thing, of course, for more women in, in STEM and science and technology. Clearly that needs to happen. But the other shift is also to focus on, on what I call hecky in my last book, humanity, ethics, creativity, and imagination. That is just so crucial as a, a underpinning, of course, everything we do in science and technology. They belong together. Creativity and art, as Steve Jobs, rest in peace, has said many times. Let's focus on both of those. Let's invest as much money in uh, humanity as we invest in technology. If you, got, if you have kids, you've got to think about that. Right? Both understanding technology and being a better human, that is the, totally the key to the future. As we're moving in the, into this world surrounded by technology, right, surrounded by what I call the, the, uh, the Vitruvian, the Neoluvian man, right? this sort of renaissance man and woman that's being surrounded by technology, completely digitized, we have to think about how we can balance the EQ, the emotional quotient, and the things that make us human with the IQ. Just IQ won't cut it. Right? We have to have both. We have to be human and we have to be smart and we have to be logical. But let the machines do the heavy numbers and logical work. Routines are going to be done by machines in the near future. That will free us up to be more EQ and to do things that only we can do. So I believe we're moving into a good future based on people, planet, purpose and prosperity. And it is yours to lead as entrepreneurs, as women, as people, as humans around the world. That is our opportunity to lead. I made a film about this called The Good Future. You can watch it at thegoodfuturefilm.com. And it's been a real pleasure talking to you about this. And I wish you all the best and live long and prosper. And thanks and tishakur and see you down the road. Thank you. This is Gerd Leonhard, Futurist. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Check out my videos at gertube.com on YouTube.